to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. Picture at Los Angeles, 2017. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of The Golden Girls and then we talk about it. And we just watched season six, episode five, Wham Bam, Thank You, Mammy. Gotta say that more excited. It's a fun title. Wham Bam, Thank You, Mammy. There, you did it for me. Yeah. (laughs) Which aired on October 20th, 1990, and is the one where Blanche learns that her mammy had an affair with Big Daddy, and she is at first stunned. Stunned. And then devastated. Devastated. We should also at some point acknowledge that mammy is a very offensive term, Mm -hmm. and um, I feel like we should just bleep every time we say, wham, bam, thank you, beep. Mammy, just bleep it out. Yeah. I- you and I, we're not alone today. No, we're not. We are not, not alone. alone. Mine, that's where I was going, too. <laughs> All right, P. I can't wait for that TV movie. We are here with you. <laughs> yes. That's how we should introduce all our guests. Oh, I love it, I love it, I love just it. Just leave it open for Guys, them to sing the next uh, line so of the song. We have two very we have one familiar guest to listeners. You have you have heard from her many times and you probably even listen to her podcast and in a way that she is the reason why this podcast exists. We talk She's about her all the time on the podcast. We also have a new guest as well. She brought a new one, fun one, new guest <laughs> for us, new blood. Yay, <laughs> I like it. Guys, please welcome Gabby Dunn and Eli Olsberg. I was Hello. very careful not to say Oldsburg. No, yeah, you got. I really appreciate that because yeah. most people um, they just they, like to say it fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they once they start with the Olds, yeah. like before they get to the S, mm-hmm. they, you've seen Inception. It goes much slower in their head. Mm-hmm. They're like, they'll just be like, you know what? We'll just throw in the D. I don't have the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> when you are old, that'll be a fun nickname. Yeah. It was a fun. It was a not fun nickname in elementary school, even. Oh. So it, oh, really? it, it's a real full circle. What did they call you in elementary? Oldsburg. School? They'd be like Oldsburg or Oldsy or Yo, Oldsmobile. That was my first. That was car. a big one. That was my yeah. first. Oh, yeah, I got, I got, I got Oldsmobile. 1992 Cutlass Sierra Oldsmobile. Ooh, yep. isn't that the in Fargo too? Isn't that Tan Sierra? Tan Sierra. Oh, That's maybe. What she says at the end. I don't remember this that. Is, this is for no one but me. Yeah. Oh, God. I yeah. didn't even know what song you were singing. Oh, oh, I don't even know if that's a song. You, no, no, earlier no. you're talking about the the one right one, now. That was Michael Jackson. Jackson. Oh, that song. Oh, that we were singing. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's a Michael Jackson one. D- wait, I thought wait. I thought I thought he referenced a song from Fargo that I didn't know. So no, that's no, no, why no. I thought she was referencing. And, and too. No, in Fargo, she, yes. it's a Cutlass Tan Sierra that they're looking for. And I thought you were like just oh. saying this is lyrics why to a I song. brought him because he's like a weird Siri. Yeah. Just like a weird human IMDb. Yeah. There's like, going to be a lot of references you didn't ask for. A lot uh, of facts and trivia. I'll, I'll try and keep them referenced to the Golden Girls, but uh, don't worry. I'll really go off oh, it's a lot. left of center. Yeah, well, I'm excited so about my, it all. Just really quick, the evolution of my nicknames. It was Oldsmobile yes. was one of them. Yes. Um, and then one guy, and then Eli also, I got a lot of Ellie. Um, and then one guy just went with Eek the Cat. Don't know why that. He really went. Okay. That was not. It's almost like you don't know how to respond to, to that when it goes that far yeah. off the rails. Yeah. Because yeah. he clearly wants you to be hurt. Mm-hmm. But I just was like, I don't And then, and now I've I've been referenced as the guy that Gabby's seeing in, her, in other <laughs> oh. podcasts that she. Yeah. So it's been an evolution of names. And I'm also I've, referenced like that, too. It's weird. Yeah. 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 Everyone just, I, I, people all over this town. Anyone associated mm-hmm. with Gabby is just the guy. 
Gabby Sig. Yeah. Yeah. That's, currently that's, looking that's visually at. looking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a male or female. Reference. It doesn't yeah, yeah, matter. This is not. So H. Many... Allen was on my podcast. I was. I listened to that episode. It was um, very good. On Vat yeah. of Money. Yeah. It was a great episode. It was a good episode. And yeah. a lot of people messaged me that they didn't know that we knew each other. And I was like, you clearly don't know me because yeah, she's been on my podcast. Yeah, you're not listening to your show. Yeah, oh, exactly. Ooh. What a way to find that out. I know. Ooh. I mean, I'm okay. I don't listen to any of my friends' stuff a lot of the time, too. Like, yeah. you know, I, the, it's hard for me to listen to it because so many of our friends are doing so many amazing podcasts. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Or even like, uh, I'll, I mean, I'll tell people don't watch, don't watch like my show. Like, if they're like, mm. I don't watch YouTube, I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, she tells people she says, don't watch just between us on YouTube. On YouTube. YouTube.com/slash. People listening should go and watch. No, yes, absolutely. If you know me in real life, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys for being here for this episode. Thank you for having Thanks. us. So exciting. I, well, I, how this all happened was we were doing a show the other night where there was a, I, there was a ghost um, Golden Girls fan uh, that was in the bathroom with me. I oh, think yeah. I did told you, you tell Carrie? I did. I said yeah, on the podcast the a podcast. couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So like we, so it was like two episodes ago. Um, we, I was in the bathroom and I had just performed on the show mm-hmm. we were performing at and I did very poorly because I chose a story and I didn't do stand up and I should have done stand up. And I, I told stri- a story. You, but it your, was just like, that was your a story weird was crowd. great. It, it was, was a weird, weird crowd. It was, it was, a, it was, I love, I loved Mo. I loved everything about yeah. it. But I was in the bathroom and some guy came in or I was, he had just finished peeing and he was like washing his hands and I was peeing and he said, good set. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then as he was leaving, he was like, stay golden or golden takeaway. No, he take said, away, I guess that was a away. golden takeaway yeah, or something. Yeah, and it was like. And then he winked and, and disappeared he into thin disappeared. air. <laughs> disappeared. Yeah. Golden right. ghost. And, and, and being in a public restroom, that is a double entendre. Yeah. Whether it's a golden takeaway. Yeah. Fans, note to listeners, if you, if, you, if you see me in public, you could just say stay and say hi or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean wait until i'm finished peeing right maybe that's because i was peeing and he was like i, I don't, don't know I'm, stay. I'm thirsty for fans anytime Doesn't thirsty matter if I'm mid- using yeah, the, yeah, like me saying pee and then using the word thirsty. thirsty in the next sentence is a little weird it is a little weird <laughs> but you know what this is los angeles okay you <laughs> you don't want to talk about water sports go to the midwest oh uh, my god guys there. believe it or not this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the golden girls <laughs> and talk about it. believe it or not which is Let's the name of it. a water sports porn parody this yeah, episode, right. yeah. this episode is circle. very heavy so we should we should definitely it get into it it's super heavy first off the title sounds like it's uh, like the sequel to Django Unchained. Like yeah. Tarantino's like, I want to challenge That was Girls. so rough. I can't believe... I, it, I mean, I understand that it was like a real thing in the South, but it was just very cool. a very weird thing to go unchallenged. Well, I guess it was 1990. Yeah, so 1990. Really we had the care. same thing on the last episode, too, where it was, you know, essentially we were dealing with someone who like had a mental illness. He had agoraphobia and he couldn't leave his apartment. And the way they handled it was very sort of... They didn't really acknowledge that he had agoraphobia and... I, Carrie was sort of very concerned about that, whereas I was more like it was 1990. Agoraphobia was not the mental illness in general was no, not was at the not, top of the yeah. list of episodes to make a special well, episode for. Th- something I was thinking of wasn't Ruby D and Do the Right Thing. Well, she was. Let's, yeah, let's right. get in, let's get into that because let's get into the episode because Ruby D will come up in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so yeah, yeah, that's but but I do think that hot off the heels of that that may have helped because that perhaps. was a big conversation starter perhaps and then having her appear in that so close yeah. could, could have been maybe not um I, I i wouldn't say they're the same target audiences yeah the yeah. audience is so separate do you want to provide some context for maybe people who haven't seen do the right oh thing? sure yeah so do the right thing was released in 1989 mm-hmm. at the Cannes film festival and ruby d's in it. it's a film by spike lee um, and it's about racial tension in New York during a mm-hmm. brutal heat wave. Yeah. And um, at the Ruby D plays mother sister, mm-hmm. who her is and her husband, her and her, uh, who's Aussie, Aussie Davis. Davis. Yeah. yeah. And um, and so 
and that's like a, that was basically I think at the time was a big conversation starter about race well, relations, kind it, of. In, in, it, it definitely was, but the but the the film itself. I mean, it, it it famously did not receive the Academy Award nominations yes. that it, many felt it deserved. A- absolutely. And it was sort of shunned in a lot of ways, and other like, than the white people who were involved in the film. So Danny Aiello was the one nominated from it. Right. And Ki- um, Kim Basinger was one of its biggest defenders at the time. Yeah. And, uh, and the other thing about it, though, also was that it was it wasn't the first movie to touch on race, but it yeah. was involved with a filmmaker who you can kind of feel the anger coming out of the movie. I don't even think Spike Lee was nominated for it. No, I don't think he was either. Well, what's interesting about having Mammy as a character in this episode and also being referred to as Mammy is that... Very passively, just referred to as Mammy, never questioned, really. The episode is, is never about race. No, I mean, really, there, well, the there are that... two, there are, there are two references. So Sophia has a joke. I mean, we're really getting ahead of ourselves. Well, so let's get into right, that. Right. But yeah, yeah, story wise, story wise, it's about yeah, no, a woman yeah. who had an affair with Blanche's mother and not about race. Exactly. Which is interesting right. that it wasn't a bigger part of it, considering we have an episode earlier where Michael brings a black woman home and that's that uh, that episode is about race and age. But they, they really sort of shine a light on it. Is that pre Mark Cherry? Yes. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, race was just as much of an issue, obviously, in 1990. Sure. You know, there were so many things that were happening at that time that. Yeah, but it's just a little. um, I think there were a couple. You're right. There were a couple jokes. Yeah. But I also think it was very clearly told from Blanche, the white woman's perspective. Oh, sure. Yeah. And like even uh, there's so much like you could go into where like, well, why was it typical for white Southern families to have black nannies and caretakers and housekeepers? Why are always, you know, the servants are uh, minorities and like, there's a lot of like, there's a lot that you can just put on it. And it's, yeah, it's like an important part of it, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they could have done. Yeah. And also we're, we're completely, I mean, I think, just as a person who's obsessed with history, the perspective of history shouldn't be necessarily viewed through the lens of I know. The, what our lives right now. I know. It oh, should, sure, we yeah. should view it through the lens of what was happening in 1990. And frankly, we were living just as like we're living now in a very sort of racist culture yeah. where there was a lot of sort of ignorance involved with certain things that back then weren't necessarily found offensive that now would be very much out of line. Yeah. If, well, his storyline would have been just as served if it had been a, a white nanny yeah. but they want it but they were tr- i guess probably trying through. to be authentic the shock too. Value. also yeah. getting an actress like ruby d i mean she's a classic actress yeah, yeah. and and no, i don't think I they mean, were trying to do i didn't think value, i didn't think it was no. shock value i think they were trying to be like authentic to like oh this is what it would have been like in exactly. the south which is like yeah. a bummer but like i get it i don't yeah. know there, i don't know but, I but feel there is like, also there is a shock value to seeing sort of like you know a, a black woman having had a fifty-year affair with a white man they do. That's who paid true. her, yeah. and there is that—that that is a there is a level. That's why she was so shy. She wasn't shocked because it was her 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 mammy. Right. In a lot of ways, she was shocked because this woman, she was seen as the help. She yeah. was seen as. And I think also that that I mean the joke where she's like, "I thought Big Daddy was a Republican." Yeah. Which could have been made today, which is so funny. And yeah. then, yeah. And then I also think it was. It was interesting when the when Ruby D said, 
well, we would have just been married. That's yeah. the most poignant, yeah. probably should, race thing. Let's get thing. into the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll walk through. We'll get yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got so much good stuff to talk about. Um, so the episode starts with uh, all the women are packing up Big Daddy's things for an auction. It's been a an year since he sale, died. Yeah. And it's it's bringing back a lot of uh, memories for Blanche. Yeah. Uh, she opens his Bible. There's a giant bottle of whiskey What's in it. What's weird about the estate sale is that, like, he's from Georgia, mm-hmm. and yet they live in Florida, so they moved all of his belongings to Miami. Like, yeah. that feels... I feel like that there, there could have been a different setup for this. I imagine that Blanche has just been holding on to them for a year. Like, Start I imagine when it. Blanche went yeah. down for the funeral, it was like, we got to sell the house and, and Dorothy get rid of all like, this stuff. And Dorothy was like, just get a U-Haul. We'll take care of it. I'll yeah. pack it up. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> their clothes were awesome. All their clothes in this scene were color-coordinated. Yes. Uh, Rose was wearing blue, Dorothy was in yellow, and Blanche was in red. It yeah. was, like, so Yeah, they do that done. a lot. They mm-hmm. coordinate the ladies really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, this this Sophia. episode actually has a B story. Yeah. Um, Sophia has hired a matchmaker for Dorothy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because she wants her. She wants Peggy Ree. Yes. Peggy Ree, guys. Can I yeah. just talk to you about Peggy Ree? She's the woman who played very small part in the show, but uh, she played the matchmaker. You know, she's mm-hmm. Sophia's matchmaking, and it's through a service. Peggy Ree got her screen debut, television debut. You're gonna, you're gonna die with television show. I love Lucy. Wow. She was on four, she was a she was a part of Lucille Ball's sort of connection of sort of character actresses and she was one of sort of the women in many episodes who played smaller parts in sort yeah. of lots of episodes Whoa. and she did that and like she was also on the Waltons and Dukes of Hazard and she was character actress forever and she really didn't get a recurring role like a real recurring role I mean she was on recurring roles in other shows and stuff but like Grace Under Fire was mm-hmm. in the 90s where she really sort of had a comeback but so it's, in this show, she has a really, really small part, but like she's a huge television history. She was on everything. And that's in the era when, when you can live a year off that yeah. one part. Oh, like yeah. She can make a check <laughs> yeah. that just really carries totally. you. Totally. And you she know? probably had, I mean, having been in the Screen Actors Guild for so long, she probably had like good, you know, she was able to get good work yeah. forever. Oh, I'm sure. Like, she's yeah, constantly yeah. working. Yeah. She's a Peggy Ree guys. Peggy Ree. Yeah. Only in one scene. I would have loved to have seen I her know. again. I know. I feel like yeah. that was a larger part that got cut. It probably, yeah, probably was. Yeah. She was the Coco of this episode. <laughs> um, so, uh, so she's, so Sophia's trying to answer the questions for Dorothy. Um, she's kind of lowering Dorothy's standards yeah. for her. Um, oh yeah. Apparently the men in this matchmaking service are like, ex-felons who yeah. have yeah, extra toes. The, she picks the prison service. Yeah. yeah. And she starts going through. She's like, well, let's get some other hypotheticals here. It's like yeah. dating on Grinder. Although yeah, I do. They all have been to prison. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I do like, though, that she, I do like that the service was like, we're not going to discriminate against yeah. people with criminal records. Yeah. We're just going to let you decide if that's the type of person that you want to date. Yeah. So I will, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. give them props for that. Um, but there's a great moment where, uh, uh, Sophia is trying to kick the matchmaker out of the house because Dorothy's coming inside, and so she pretends that she's like a solicitor. Yeah, and she yells as she's pushing her out. She's like, "Hey, that sign says no soliciting. Come back here, and I'll blow your head off." Capiche? Yeah, <laughs> that's very. You finally aggressive. get to see her Sicilian roots. Yeah, so aggressive, <laughs> so aggressive. Very, I very love aggressive. It. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, Blanche receives a phone call. She's shocked. She's stunned. She's yeah. stunned. She is. Stunned. I didn't hear her talk. Well, like there was no 
You no, couldn't hear she was her listening. talking she while was the listening. Other, It was yeah. one of those calls that she doesn't talk because she's so stunned. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Don't you have those calls? I get them every time a bill collector calls. Yeah, I call, I call, I'm I call stunned. Them, I call them three camera calls when I get yeah. on. I just like, I'm on a three comm. I'm just like, uh, click. It's either where yeah. you say nothing or yeah. where the person on the other end talks so fast. You go, hello? Great. I'll be right there. Yeah. Good to know. Got the address. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> they talk so fast. Well, on the other end, when, I, I, when my roommates just look at me, he's like, well, what just happened? I'm like, I'm sorry. I got a three camera phone call. <laughs> like some devastating they're, news. They're all dead. <laughs> it was the micro machines guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's a great reference that oh, I hope somebody guy. laughed at. Mm. I didn't get it. Oh Neither. well, if you guys were fans of comedian Josh Fadum, you would know. Explain more commercials about well, tiny just this, toy cars. There's just, a, yeah, it was a, a late eighties, early nineties oh. toy commercial where the guy goes, "Micro machines, micro machines, really fast," and he'd say it so fast. And if you want micro machines, really fast, get them underwater and get them to go through the ride. Okay, so like an auctioneer. So you know how this? You have a wheelhouse. This is Carrie's. Wheelhouse. Yeah. It's like 90s stuff. Oh, wonderful. Oh. Well, you, hey, hey. Good, good, good. I'm there's glad we're sitting a, next to There's a Venn diagram. Yeah, there's yeah. a Venn diagram. It goes yeah. right over, if it doesn't involve Steeler Ward, right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Blanche gets off the phone. I'm assuming it was. Her mammy, who was maybe I'm sorry, I just can't. I, I have to acknowledge him. You said Celia Ward, wasn't she president in the new Independence Day movie? Yes, no, in the new one, yes, yes, yes. Resurgence, yes, and she fucking died. I'm sorry if that's a spoiler, but oh. that movie. Oh, you didn't see it, did you? No, I did see it. I oh, just, okay. I, I just, your she aggression died, towards Celia Ward is a little no. Shocking. I'm pissed that she died. <laughs> okay, because it's like we finally get a female president oh. in a movie. She not that we haven't before, but she dies, and then they make it generic white guy. Apparently, like, Kim Cattrall's playing female president in some BBC Swedish show. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, oh. I saw someone post something about it on Instagram. What's it going to be called? Sex on the Nation? I hope. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was something you use at Flappers on a <laughs> Sunday <laughs> afternoon. I was going to say kick him out. Yes. Flappers is a local comedy club that, oh, that I do perform at once in a while. I don't go to. Okay. So, so, Mammy, so Blanche explains that the uh, the woman who called was Viola Watkin, who yeah. was her mammy. Who I she instantly thought of, of Viola Davis. Viola Davis. And yes. I was like, wow, they picked a good name. Um, there's a great joke where uh, Dorothy says, uh, I've, I've never heard someone called Mammy before. And Rose says, what about Mammy Eisenhower? <laughs> Big, big laugh. Huge. Huge Probably because, you know, it still was relevant for that audience. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Because it was like only 40 years after. Oh, yeah. I remember Mamie. <laughs> she was a great one. Um, Blanche <laughs> explains that she's uh, had not like a trouble. I guess she sort of had a trouble pass with her yes, mammy because she just disappeared. She just disappeared one yeah. day when she was 10 yeah. mm-hmm. without saying goodbye. And this Which was is a huge. woman who she like raised her all the time. And, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. and also uh, she has a great joke where she says my sisters didn't play with me because I was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that's like, Dorothy? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't. It's, like, ah. it's so, so great. Yeah. Um, so but the mammy wants to come to visit, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, she shows up. And I have to say, like, her, I was having a hard time reading her demeanor. What do you because mean? I feel like the actor Ruby D, I, I feel like, and I could she be wrong. She was playing older. She was playing older. Much oh, older. yeah. But the thing is, she, like, wasn't, she wasn't actually that much. She, she was a very, she's almost like a, like a, um, uh, Rita, 
Oh, the woman who's on the horrible episode of Golden Girls. The, the, Rita the, Moreno. Rita Moreno, thank you. Ooh, she's like Rita her Moreno. in that, like, she's like 183 years old. But she's so, like, vibrant and vivacious that she never, yeah, ever looked her age. She's supposed to be closer in age to Estelle Getty, yeah. character-wise. Yeah, That's and in real point. life at the time, she that. probably was in her 70s. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, but I think she was moving a little slower to try to seem older. Yes. yes. Yeah. I, I, so I was a little distracted. So let's see. It, Ruby D was born in 1922. So she would have been six. She was 68. 68, yeah. Um, I I sort of felt like, I don't know, there was something about her performance that was, or maybe it wasn't even her performance, maybe it was the character, but she just, like, I didn't... She was playing a woman who worked as a house servant her entire life, so clearly she's going to be more aged, she's going to be more... She's, she's, she's literally playing the part of probably, and I... You know, not to get real, but she's probably playing the part of many people that Ruby D probably knew in real life. Yeah, she's, she's mimicking these women who worked in these fields that she probably saw. I guess. Well, I don't know if it was at that point. It wasn't fields. It was like it was no, fields. He's no, saying, fields as in like, jobs, oh, oh, as in jobs. Jesus. Yeah, yes. no, but he's talking about someone's white guilt came out. Was, uh, yeah, now you know where I stand on this. <laughs> and it's was, uncomfortably. He, she <laughs> was like she was being very demure in the beginning. I also think because she just didn't know how Blanche was going to take it. Like anyone yes. would be yes. so intense. Like oh god, like I don't know. Is this person going to yell at me? Is this person? Yeah. I also have this bombshell of information to yeah. drop on this yeah. person like it's a lot of i think, I think she, she probably had a lot of guilt like yeah i think so too i think she played it i think she played it exactly how she played it in the same she similar revealed style herself that, like, later yeah. exactly. she was very tense up front and then revealed mm-hmm. herself later i think ruby d can do no wrong i'm in ruby d's camp oh yeah i mean ruby I d late in life oscar nominee she got an oscar nomination like a year before she died like she's you know, still alive Oh, she's still alive? No. Yeah, she, oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. She died in 2014. What did she Thank get an nomination for? Uh, the Denzel Washington cocaine movie. Um, oh, Flight? About, no, the one about the cocaine. Oh, American the Gangster. American Gangster. Yeah, what was the his other name? Cocaine. Wow, it's a true story. We can have multiple Denzel Washington cocaine movies. Well, he was a cocaine well, in Flight, also a drunk, but then right. American Gangster is a cocaine dealer. But yeah. no, he's not He's not any dealer. It's like a true story about like yeah. the most iconic, sort of the person who's really emblematic of the crack epidemic yeah. in the 1980s in New York. Told in a very by-the-numbers way by Ridley Scott. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and put it on record. That's... that's <laughs> But Didn't Ruby mean D, to get so Ruby D plays his mother in the Yeah, in the she's movie. very good. I actually and remember that. Yeah, that was, yeah, that and was she got an good. Oscar nomination yeah. for it at like whatever, how old was she old she was? 80, 90 something. Wow. Good yeah. on her. Yeah, that is good for yeah. her. So um so she says uh she tells Blanche, you know, she was sorry to hear about Big Daddy's passing yeah. and that her friends in Atlanta said that they read in the paper that they'd be selling his stuff in Miami, which mm-hmm. again That's that is it's one of those things where I'm like, would that uh, yeah. I mean I don't know. Is that something that would make the big no, Atlanta papers? No, because nobody in Atlanta is going to be like, an estate sale in Miami. Well, no, it's not just drive. any estate yeah, sale. Exactly. We don't know how popular this family was. We don't know how well-known they were. Like, maybe it was worthy of an or article. Or they put, they put a, an, uh, you pay for obituary. Like, they put yeah. an ad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had an estate. They had, of course, they probably had That's money. Still they probably paid for it. They probably yeah. paid for it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't think the paper's running it. Like as a service, I think yeah. they probably just paid for it. Okay. He also was a internationally unknown country music star. Yeah, that's true. Viola. Yeah. A beautiful name. A Viola is a wonderful says name. Says that um, there was a music box that Big Daddy uh, had, and she would like it, and yes. this is why she's here. Yes. Which of course sends Blanche 
just reeling because no. because she's like, what? This woman abandoned me, and then she comes back just for a music and box. She wants, See, and she wants Mariah Carey's CD. Yeah, we, sorry, that it wasn't very even good. Thank very you. Good, I don't even think good. it was around yet. I think that was ninety-two. Yeah, I'll take it. We have so in the last episode we figured out how old Blanche was. <laughs> yes, you did the math. I forget how she it was, was like, like fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. So. If 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 Viola left when she was ten years old, she's fifty eight years old. That means forty eight years has passed. This woman, Blanche, has had children, has had a life, has been married, and her right. husband has died. Like she has lived. Yes. Get over it, Blanche. Like don't this. What I don't understand, even when she finds out that the woman had an affair with her with her father, who gives a fuck about the music box? Like at first she's just not angry about she doesn't she's not angry about the affair because she doesn't know about it yet she's just angry about this music box and it was so maybe it traumatized her when was, she was a kid I don't yeah. know it was I bet so, it traumatized her she was like great this is now this person who loved me left yeah and she thought that I'm, it was because of something that she did yeah, yeah. I don't know, I she said for years a little self involved if you ask the, me of course but yeah. it's Blanche I know the only thing that got me about this scene was so Viola asks for the music box. She says no. Yeah. And then she says, you know, why don't you want it? You know, she goes to leave and she's like, why don't you drop by in another 30 years or so? But they're all going to be dead. But if Blanche was 10 when she left, she's sort of implying like, oh, this is how much time's passed since I've seen you. Like in a moment of anger, even in a moment of anger, is Blanche still trying to convince people (laughs) she's like 40? Absolutely. That's a good catch. hundred percent. That is a great catch. I hope listeners applaud Carrie for catching that. I just love that even in Blanche's like most serious emotional moments, she's still always trying to convince people that she's younger than she actually is. Yeah. That is very astute. That's something you need to post in the... You're cuter than an interuterine group. Great, on I will. Facebook because yeah, people maybe. will appreciate that. Great, yeah, they appreciate yeah. those little details. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now Dorothy is returning home from a blind date, and she looks amazing. She has a little yeah. tiny bow tie on. The, and a, the rest, a scarf, a sparkly scarf, and an outfit that looks sort of like the Handmaid's Tale outfit, but with not yeah. red, but in black. You know, like yeah. she's like yeah. head handmade. So fuzzy oh. and a lot of sparkles. Bow tie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got so excited. I love a bow tie. I love Dorothy in a bow tie. Yeah. I want to wear this outfit. Oh, I'm all about it. But then she was, she had a good time with the dude. Until. Until. Until the guy's like, it's so, even when he said he went to prison, but then she's like, oh, and then he's like, I'm so glad that this woman set us up. And she's like, oh, what now? Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, the matchmaking service. And she's like, oh, now I'm going to go. This was hilarious. She's like, now I'm going to go to prison. And he's like, oh, Florida State Women's Prison up in Jacksonville? We had our dances with them, which is so funny. And yeah. then she's like, I'm going for murder because she's implying she's going to murder Sophia. And then mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you're going to meet some great gals. Yeah. I think she should go back and date that guy again. Would he's a, a really record, nice guy. Would he a prison funny. record hinder dating someone for you guys? Depends on what Depends they went what for. The Sophia yeah. said this guy was white collar, so. Mm. What it for you? Kim? I literally I depends so, on yeah. what. I think it depends yeah, what on it was. What was it crime. for? I've just been sitting here trying to think of an of another because you said it was like Handmaid's Tale. I'm like, what's another name for Alfred? What she was wearing, and I was like, of Chaplin. That's where I went. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible joke, but it couldn't not go unsaid. So, <laughs> Gabby's upset. Respect. Everybody else is on board. Yeah. Thank you guys. <laughs> 
I would totally date someone who's done hard time only because <laughs> I thought you were going to say I want to know what I thought you were going to say I would totally name someone date someone named of Chaplin. Yeah, I thought I was going to say that too. No, I wouldn't. Um, I want to know yeah. in prison if it's anything like Oz A and B is Christopher Maloney types. You talk about there. Christopher Maloney a lot on this. I know show, I do because everyone agrees with me. He's very good looking. He is very and you know, he's, he's really? sexy. Is he oh, sexy? he's a sexy dude. He's so fucking sexy. Interesting. And he did things because he's very manly. There's so many moments in my teenage years where Christopher Maloney got me through a very hard, lonely night. Yeah, yeah. He's like a sexy dude. He puts, so sexy. He puts the special in SVU. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Guys, this is the episode of the podcast where Dorothy calls Sophia a withered old Sicilian monkey. Yeah, that's gonna be my next Golden Girls like t-shirt. Yeah, she comes in and she says it. Yeah, what's the other? She says something like, "Like old woman, get in here, old woman." Yeah, I love it when she calls her things like that. But yeah, now listen up, you withered old Sicilian monkey is probably my favorite thing she's ever called. That needs to be on a T-shirt. Yeah, it's really good. She she gets really angry because Sophia's meddling in her love life again, Mm -hmm. and she's just like, "I I'm fine. If I date, I will date. Give get off my back." I feel like everyone in this episode is mad about things that you shouldn't be mad about. Well, yeah, because like, and also this storyline has been done before. Like, you know, Sophia's done some other similar types of things, and I think even in an episode, I'm remembering here. Dorothy say get off my back or get out of my life or something and then Sophia does and she I like mean, moves out and shit yeah yeah that's their whole dynamic but also like it just let her she's not picking the dudes the yeah. matchmaker yeah. is yeah and it's sweet I mean yeah. it's not bad but mm-hmm. you had a free dinner she, I'm sure Dorothy didn't pay but on the other hand is Dorothy I mean is Dorothy so lonely without a man that that Sophia feels like she needs to step in because Dorothy can't do it herself. It seems like Dorothy's perfectly content. Yeah, I guess just having Dorothy her wants to be independent. I think she's just being a mom about it. Yeah. yeah. Like she just wants to see her daughter happy and yeah. like but not understanding the that she could, that be she happy. could just be happy on her own and she's yeah. kind of making a, and, I, and I don't know if that's like one of their subtle ways of being like well there's even age differences there like a, an age gap mm-hmm. there maybe. Yeah. Oh, but, like even though you're both old your mom is still oh, oh, or old mom oh, yeah. is still going to be that way towards you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Although, you know what? There was a recent episode where uh of the Golden Sophia, Girls of the Golden Girls <laughs> Where uh, Dorothy kissed Stan, her ex-husband, oh, yeah. and Sophia witnessed it and was not very happy about that. So maybe this is grave. maybe this is also Sophia's way of uh, getting Dorothy to stay away from Stan. Perhaps, yeah, perhaps. just timing-wise. Also, too, we see that there is a dynamic in this episode between the way Sophia is handling Dorothy and the way Viola is handling. Blanche. Oh, interesting. In an upcoming scene where she reveals it and then she comes back and she's like, slams the door and tells Blanche to sit. There's still this sort of mothering figure that's happening. Yeah. yeah. And it's these bo- yeah. dual stories. Yeah. I guess it's all about moms on this show. It's all about moms. <laughs> so, would you say it's a show about relationships oh, between women? <laughs> I would say it's a show about women coming to truth. Yeah. Following their own narrative. There mm-hmm. was only one man in this whole episode. Thank There's God. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of times there's yeah, it doesn't, none. It doesn't pass the anti-Bechdel test. I'm really yeah. excited about it. It does. It does it's it. golden girls, not yeah. golden dudes. Not golden, uh, Wait, yeah, what Again, if we're getting into the, the like, modern-day PC sort of stuff, like, this show would have been called Golden Women. 
Well, it doesn't rhyme. It doesn't rhyme. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. rhyme. There's fun. no alliteration. Also, it yeah. wouldn't have been made because nobody no, wants to watch no, shows about no older women. It. it sucks. Oh, unless they look nah. like they're 30. Yeah. So Viola shows Wait, up. Wait, that's not true. TV Land, I feel like, would pick it up. Well, no, because... No, you, TV yeah, Land has like, a show no, called Younger. You're right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and I was going to say the one show that Betty White is on right. is Hot like... In Cleveland? Hot in Cleveland? is not... It's still... It's like the MILFs. That's oh, like if, the, this, if this show ends, you guys going to do a Hot in Cleveland podcast? I no maybe no no I I, I, hey, I always gonna do mod I, I never Mama, Mama's family <laughs> I'm Don't I'm even. open to all suggestions I love Mama's family uh, go on go on so Viola shows up and yes Viola um, is there because she's ready to to tell the truth she's ready to drop a bomb yep. yes. She says, there's a great moment. This is a line that we've seen from Blanche multiple Mm -hmm. times, but it it was utilized very well in this scene. She says, uh, I loved your father. And Blanche goes, everybody loved Big Daddy. And she goes, no, I mean, I loved Loved your father. Loved your father. And Blanche goes, get out of here. (laughs) But she means it. But she means, well. She means it. She means get out of my house. Yeah, with the fire of a Tennessee Williams play. Yes. Yes. Also, Viola called her Blanche Marie Hollingsworth, which I, from past episodes, yes, Hollingsworth is her maiden name. From past episodes, we've been told that her initials are bed, Blanche Elizabeth Devereaux. Maybe it's her confirmation name. So, yeah, maybe it's her (laughs) confirmation name. I did a little Goog, and it said, just a Google search, and it actually came up like Blanche Elizabeth Marie Hollingsworth uh, Devereaux, knee Hollingsworth. So I guess maybe, because there's a whole joke about her initials being bed, but I guess they were really bemmed. But it doesn't make as funny of a joke. The M is silent. Yeah, the M is silent. Yeah, maybe Marie was added for confirmation purposes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Anyway. She's not religious anymore. Um, So Viola, I think, has prepared herself for Blanche to potentially not believe this big bomb that she drops on her. So she gives her letters that they wrote to each other. I think it's even more tragic that it wasn't just like a one night stand, that it was like he wrote her letters and they were like clearly in love. See, I don't find this. I mean, I think this is the difference between, I don't know. I come from a family where my parents are divorced and my dad had lots of girlfriends and the idea of sort of monogamy was always very sort of like a little skewed in Mm -hmm. a way. So it doesn't, I feel like if my, like 40 years from now, if my sort of stepdad comes to me and tells me that my mom had some sort of like affair with this other man for all these years, mm-hmm. I probably would be like, well, good for her. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I probably would be okay with it and be happy about it. She was yeah. like a fool. Like she didn't just subscribe to this sort of old idea of what you're supposed to be in a right. relationship. Well, the only reason Blanche is upset is because it might be disrespectful to her mother. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something and that's that they, valid. Yes. And that's, I think, like. There was just something that was kind of stuck in my craw about Viola showing up and giving her all this. Like, there was something that. Because she also was like, oh, I'm not sorry about about your mother. Like, what? Yeah, that was the one thing that sort of, it was kind of upsetting. It was like, you know. Was Blanche's mom a bad person? No. And that's just it. We never really. We don't know that other story. Was Blanche's mom having an affair? I want to save my input on that until the end because I don't want to spoil what you guys. You have inside information? Well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) About this episode, I do. And it's going to, you're going to reveal it at the end. There's a particular line that. 
I, I just don't want to spoil it because then it'll. Oh, undo. so keep so let's so, yeah, keep, keep talking. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I feel I feel like did we watch a different episode? I know. No, like, no. Did, does he does he know something we don't know? Um, I, yeah, I guess I just and maybe I, in in saying this, I'm forgetting whatever you're referring to that happens at the end of the episode. But I, I sort of felt like, yeah, she never she sort of comes in, drops this bomb on her, and never sort of yeah, I get it. Never I, sort of acknowledges that like, hey, this. You know, if you had a picture perfect image of your family and your parents as a child, I'm so sorry that I'm maybe ruining that or breaking that illusion or well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It actually doesn't. It, it, it only lightly the, what I'm referring to vaguely. And well, just the, the very <laughs> last shot is her being like, it, it's the music box is clearly someone else's. So the dude yeah. was the dude was a fuck boy. So oh. it's just my point that like that she but she didn't know that. So I feel like that he was had many almost, mistresses. He right. Had so I feel around. like that was yeah. his like that was almost her her comeuppance for that. Was almost like served oh, with that. Oh, that 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 Viola was acted like so. Like I don't care. I'm not sorry. And then the reveal at the end was that, that she's like, he well, had other mistresses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, that makes but, it even sadder. Yeah, that's another level of sadness. Also, I, I just know. want to see like Big Daddy Fuckboy as like I don't know his it's like so that would be funny. his sort of personal yeah, memoirs. It would be boi. Yeah. Um, oh, of course. To say I, I have to admit, even though I get that, I get that there's little consideration for the mother, and I think there probably should have been more. It still doesn't bother me. The affair doesn't bother me just because, I don't know. There is another layer of, like, tension where it is true that if it was another time, he would have just divorced the mother and married Viola, and that is sad. And that is worth mentioning, that so many of those relationships were made illegal, and that sucks. Well, and then also, too, like, if you just take race and everything out of it and just say that love and relationships and interactions between people are complicated, and it's like putting our own sort of judgments on people's decisions. I don't know. I, a lot of, I, I just, and it, the mom knew about it. It got revealed. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah. I was wondering about that until it got revealed. I was really like wondering if the mom knew well, or if it then, was going to be one of those things where so, the mom was like, I don't care, but she did care, yeah. but yeah. she also knew about it. So, well, but it, she knew about it, but we don't know. I mean, we don't know that she was know. okay. We don't know it. a lot of that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't get the impression she was okay with it because right, she's, right. she made Ruby D not be there forever. But. Do you think she found out about Becky Bonanza or whoever the other <laughs> girl was? Maybe. Do you think at that point that's where she really? Also, <laughs> Becky Bonanza is the best name ever. Yeah, just, that's really great. <laughs> Thanks. Wait, can I? I'm gonna oh, sorry. pee really quickly, but keep talking. Um, <laughs> yes, now, now I'm just extending my Big Daddy memoir idea ever... to like to like. Uh, Big Daddy <laughs> Fuckboy with a foreword by Becky Bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, well, I just like if you're gonna be called Big Daddy, you're gonna have some fucking funny names. To yeah, yeah. Becky Bonanza. Becky Bonanza. Oh, also, wow. this scene ended in you had. A, I think you and I were both like that was kind of. It was. It was yeah, a little weird. Oh, it was like yes. there's this like really tense moment where you know Viola drops this bomb on her and yeah. says like. We, you know, I loved your dad. Like we were together. Here are some letters we wrote to each other. And then out of nowhere, Rose comes up and she's like, "Oh, hi again, uh, Blanche. What do you want me to do with this photo of your mom and dad?" And then it just it, there's no then, there's no button to it wait, or nothing. It just cuts the, to black. And then the act just ends. Why do yeah. you think that was weird? I don't get. I don't because, understand why you think because that's a bad. sitcom usually a doesn't end on that. No, and B, but it's serious. It's a. It's a serious moment. And Rose is bringing. She just had uh, Viola just said. To Blanche shattered the idea of 
her father and her mother's relationship. And then all of a sudden, Rose brings out a, a nostalgic picture of her mother and father, and it's symbolic of the shattering of that. <laughs> it's literally, literally don't end like also that, though. Yeah, not only that, it was also a weird aesthetic choice of how they faded out. It just felt like an afterthought. Yes, yeah, no. exactly. Which, they should have gone out on just it, the two of them sitting there stunned. Or if or, she came in with, like, which picture do you want, it should have... She should have let that hang in the air for another minute. Because it it's literally, it's like someone had a knob too early, and I picture the, the editing guy going, oops, sorry, I hit that too early. And they're just like, all right. No, I totally disagree. I think oh. it was, I think, I think it fit perfectly, and I think that there was symbolism there. It, that's really what it, I mean, yeah, it might I not fit. I thought it was reminding us that the parents were still together, you know? Yeah, like, yes. Like, oh, this is a big, this is big news because they were together. Yeah, Reveal it, it, makes it, it makes it heavier, and I get that. You guys want to focus on like your sitcom tropes, but like uh, this is like it's a, not a real trope. It's, it's, it's a yeah. structure. It's act structure. It, it, it's, it's the the way that this line would have been written in a script is you know Rose says her lines. What do you want me to do with this photo of your mom and dad? Off of Blanche's shocked expression and awkward silence. We dot 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 end of Act One, but because they just faded out very quickly, right. it, it's that moment like we, doesn't we have land. A second. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it, it's, it's just that second where I was just like, "Oh, I was still inhaling." And I didn't they even just notice them to... fade out quickly. Maybe it's the editing from Hulu, but like, I don't, I don't think. It's Hulu's fault. Yeah. <laughs> because Hulu does cut out stuff. Anyway, I they apologize. Do? It is yeah. a very sort of like TV writer nitpicky yeah. thing. But and most people listening don't care about it. I don't know. Don't I'd be curious think. to know if anybody probably else probably care like, about hearing about it was structure. Weird. Like, I think so, so, definitely. Inside also, Deets, the way that he was able to tell us uh, what year Do the Right Thing came out and what it meant. 1989. True. Exactly. Directed True. by Spike Lee. What was the I budget? I just think that like... Don't know for that one. Oh. I would guess eight million. What is I it gross internationally? Oh, 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 now you guys are JK, really JK. pushing my buttons here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess eight million. I do want to look that up while you guys are doing this. Oh my god! Okay, do it. So uh, that night, all the women are sitting around at the kitchen table, and Blanche explains to all of them she just found out Big Daddy and Viola were having an affair, and then Sophia from the kitchen island chimes in and says. And we can't even get anyone to do our windows. Now that was that, <laughs> that was, was that was a racist. subtle. That was a subtle race joke. There. It wasn't. It wasn't directly racist. I don't think because <laughs> really quick. Well, it was, no, the budget was six million. Okay. Was not oh, too, you gave it too much. It, it, the joke fundamentally yeah. was about sort of service people in yeah, the service yeah, industry. Yeah. Yes, keeping someone for a commitment of a period of time. Right. Yeah. But because it was in the context of this. Black woman yeah. working in the South for a white family. Yeah. Yes, there was a race it element. It became not great. Sure, but, sure, I don't yeah. think, but I don't think it was like overtly racist. No, it, it just, was just. It was a service industry joke great. that had a tint of. Not it was not like great. It was like off the back of a slave joke. Basically. I thought it was not worse great. that she was drawing a picture of a swastika. That was weirder. Also, Sophia lies because A, they had cocoa and B, they had marguerite. They had cocoa oh. for like oh. an hour. Mm. I don't know. I know. And, and Marguerite for an hour. I know. Well, they, that's because they fired her. Yeah. So then Dorothy, I, I don't know why she whispers this because everybody's in the room, but Dorothy goes, you know, when she's referencing uh, Big Daddy and Viola's relationship, she says, you know, Blanche's father had an affair with her mammy. And I'm like, who is she whispering for? Every character in the show is in the room right now. She's whispering for the uncomfortableness of white America. Yeah. <laughs> it's like for people on her couches, they're like, oh, okay. That's yeah, because I was like, who is she lowering her voice for? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I thought um, Rose 
and Dorothy had a great interplay during this. It was oh, yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or she was like talking about her nanny and then she and then is this where Dorothy goes, Does anyone else think that the nanny was a goat? <laughs> that was like, earlier, yes. but that was yes, you're Oh, right. it was so funny. So funny. There were so many moments where because Dorothy definitely sort of plays even though Dorothy's she's Dorothy's roasting she's, Rose. She's, she's yeah. a part of the B plot. She still is like kind of in the background in many ways to the story. And yeah. she uh she she's having so much. She's yeah. She's roasting Rose. It's amazing. It's I love so it. So funny. Well, this yeah. is also the episode where, in, in multiple occasions, Dorothy sort of at this point knows Rose's, as does the audience, knows Rose's like rhythms when it yeah. comes to like yeah. she knows what kind of story she's going to tell. So, you know, Rose goes to tell a Saint Olaf story, and like right off the bat, she's knows exactly what she's going to tell, and mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, they they do like that really funny runner. But this is the moment where uh, Blanche talks about how her parents had such a great relationship and that's why this is so yeah. shocking for her um, she talks about a time where she like walked in on her parents and all the women oh yeah that they had a great sex life particularly yeah. Yeah. she always thought they did and then they like about how after they, she walked in one day and they they started oh, they smoking, were a, smoking cigarette, a cigarette and, and it wasn't until Bobby whatever she was like I thought that was disgusting but then Bobby Joe Porter told me I didn't have to smoke a cigarette afterwards <laughs> cigarettes were optional mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah and then um uh, what it didn't Sophia didn't Dorothy say something like about walking in on Sophia? Oh yeah, I forget hers. Yeah, there was some Where story. Sophia says like, "Help, I'm, I'm oh, in yeah. trouble." Oh yeah, call the police. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rose's parents were the best when she walked in. She was like, "I only walked in on them once, but fortunately they were just playing leapfrog, and that's what they went out on." Yeah, yeah. which I thought was really funny. Yeah, yeah. That I was, was like, "That's such a good idea, Sophia." If that, if like, yeah. if your kid walks in on you to just yell. Oh my, help! Like, that's amazing! I gotta use that! That's so good! But then, like, what happens is, like, what happens, the child calls 911, right? So when the police come, do you, like, take the cop outside and go, like, look, I just had... Oh, I was gonna imagine you go, oh, they just made that up. Like, they're so crazy. Oh, I see. The kid, sorry. I called 911 as a kid, by like, you know, just to cause trouble and see what (gasps) would happen. You guys didn't do that? No. I did. I called Unsolved Mysteries. But intentionally, I had solved a mystery. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, 911, Unsolved Mysteries are the same thing. Same. Different number, though. 1 800 8765 353. That's Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. Um, so to, to wrap up the, the Dorothy and Sophia story, uh, Dorothy finally confronts, uh, she finally confronts Sophia Sophia about it. And, um, well, after she talks to Rose and Rose is unable to tell her a story or unable to give her advice about telling a story. She can't get off St. Olaf's story. Dorothy says, don't tell the St. Olaf story. And she literally goes on to three fucking St. Olaf stories. Three different stories, which is so funny. And she tries to pretend she's telling a story about Paris. Oh, it was so good. Betty White was crushing it. Also, I think I can say, Gabby, this is what it's. Is this what a conversation with me is like when you and 100%. I are talking? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred and ten percent. I always like we'll start a story. There's about four tangents. We do get to the end, but boy, were there a lot of side things. <laughs> it is uh, a lot of just like I'm a little hey, like that, I guess. we focus now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so now it's it's towards the end. She and confronts Sophia. Yes, she says. But then she, the, Rose actually gives her good advice and says, uh, your mom just wants to make sure you're not lonely. Yeah. And then... Uh, Sophia comes Sophia, out. Sophia... 
yeah, and then they hug and it's nice. And then they have a very funny joke where she's like, I don't need a man. And then Sophia was like, you know, there was an option on the form for yeah. that. <laughs> Quick little gay joke. Yep. Yep. Gotta get it in there. Uh, and then Blanche comes out with the tea, with the tongs and she's like having a barbecue with the letters. She's going to burn mm-hmm. the letters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Miss <laughs> Viola comes back over and she has things to say. Well, here again, here's what's interesting. Like, when Blanche says to her, she says, I forgive you. And Viola says, like, well, I don't need your forgiveness because we were in love. Yeah. Again, it's like. That is a weird. There's now something that you're saying. You know, I wonder it, yeah. if they wrote it to be like empowering. Like this woman's going to be empowered and be like, Wait, I don't need to feel bad for I being in love. I kind of with Viola there. Well, she's just not taking any responsibility for even you know if it's it's one thing if like you know if big daddy's gonna cheat on on if big daddy's gonna cheat on blanche's mom yeah fine that's one thing but like as far as viola knows blanche never knew that and she's kind of dropping a bomb Mm -hmm. on her about her dad and her parents relationship and the fact that she doesn't acknowledge that yeah so don't apologize for the affair apologize for breaking this news yes Yes, that that you can apologize for but i also want to like be very skeptical we so often want to like make someone a victim a and b we want to like make that victim a hero in some capacity when we don't know we don't know how evil or racist this woman this mother was to viola we don't know how viola was treated we don't but know then the other side There's of so that many, coin true is, she could have been treated beautifully yeah. too well, yeah no, because no, no. this isn't about the mom this is about blanche this is about, about blanche this is about blanche but it's also just about just be nice to blanche viola and and big daddy's relationship yeah. as well and so there's a lot of unknowns that we can we can make here yeah. about blanche's mother but if we were meant to feel a certain way about viola and big daddy's relationship they would have gotten that information out if they yeah. if if, if that the, is true. you know they would have validated it at the end by showing he had other mistresses yeah. so it's like well you didn't really know him either true and then also the, i mean there's a whole other fucking can of worms of like ha- uh, of like he's her employer also he's white in the south during a particular well, time she is he- she she is black what are the consent rules around, like, did she, maybe she was in love with him, maybe it was, like, totally she has the agency and all that, but then part of me is like, but is there a power dynamic that's not great? Well, like, she wasn't an employee after she left. That's true, she did yeah. continue with it. Yeah. I, there's just, like, a lot of layers to yeah. this. Yeah, No, it's true, there are a lot of layers to it. A lot of unexplained layers that a 23-minute show can't get into. I know into. they can't yeah. get into. Well, do know. we know that they continued on with the relationship after yeah, they were, she Yeah, there were layers for 50 years. years. Got it. Yeah, so really, yeah. for they and she came to Blanche's wedding and oh yeah, she yeah. watched in the so background. So let's say like maybe she was an employee for when the kids were alive. Ten or years, there for like, but, Well, but she was Blanche was ten, but she has older siblings, yeah. so maybe she was there for like twenty years. Yeah, and they had a relationship for that period mm-hmm. when they were working, when she was working there. But then after that, they clearly had a relationship as well. Yeah. He liked to just have all different women all over the South. Well, yeah, he also had... God damn, Big Daddy. He, he brought that young woman back in the early seasons to, that he was going to get married to. Mm-hmm. And then another woman, a different woman, when he was a country singer. So, like... Damn. Big Daddy got around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. With a name like Big Daddy, you gotta. You gotta be a fuckboy. It was also funny that she had never heard Big Daddy's first name. <laughs> yeah, Curtis. 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 I, I do think it was, it, it was the, the sort of one nice moment between them is, you know, when, when Blanche finally confronts her and says, like, you know, I thought that you left because of me. And she says, yeah. like, no, 
I, you know, I left because your mom found out about us. And then it was like, she was that sort of parent standing in the back of the room during the recital. Like she basically sort of stayed on and you can tell that she did care about Blanche, which Mm -hmm. to me was, was a redeeming moment for her. Even if she doesn't, she doesn't have to be flawless. I guess as a character, she can be not, not like a perfect person. Yeah. Clearly. And then, and then, yeah, they, the, the whole, the whole episode goes out on the joke of the music box. She gives it to her. They realize it's not the right one. It plays the Bonanza theme song. And, uh, and they're both kind of like, well, who then who did give him this music box? Oh, Big Daddy. And then they're kind of yeah. like, huh. And it goes out on that. And it's like, wait, what? Hold on. Like, yeah. Big Daddy had another mistress. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Oh, but gonna, she, what, yeah. she does say, she was like, so we went through all this for nothing? And she's like, well, no, we patched this up. We patched this up, which is nice. her in the head. I wouldn't yeah. say for nothing. Yeah. 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 That's true. Also, I kept thinking, I have to admit, like throughout the episode, I kept thinking of the movie The Help. And even though, like, The Help definitely has certain themes that I think are a bit reductive and, like, you know, person of color doesn't just, doesn't just have to play a I maid. hate that fucking movie. I, <laughs> I just want to really say the very mean version of what it's you were saying. It's a lot of white savior shit. Yeah. There is a lot of white savior. She but, just leaves at the end. She's like, good luck, everybody. And but then, I will say, like, there is something to that, re- in, specifically to the relationship between the child being raised yeah. by this, essentially raised by this this woman I who know. is sort of getting paid very little and if anything in some cases, I'm sure, and and being discriminated against and Oh, that's aside. the whole thing of like and that women of color are raising your children. Women of color, yeah. and, but, but you can't deny that there is that sort of very tight emotional bond between the child and this, oh, yeah, the woman. And, and so... So yeah, the help might be reductive and right, you know right. white revisionist history, but that is a really important part of our history. It it's is. a huge part of our history. Yeah. yeah, and and that and you know this episode Blanche's relationship with Viola definitely speaks to that. Mm-hmm. I My mean, babysitter, the whole like for like ten years, I think when I was growing up, was a black woman. Yeah, and we and like. We were, she was a registered nurse, so that's why my mom hired her. Uh, And she, like, my mom went back to work and she hung out with, I mean, she was the one at home. She hung out with me most of my life. And, like, and, like, we still go and visit her and, like, hang out with her and stuff because she's just, like, a family member. Yeah. And, And I think it is partially because we're ki- like we were you know as a kid you're yeah. like i assume this is some family yeah. member because right. why are they just here all the time mm-hmm. yeah and then i have another friend who's like i, I have a, a couple friends who like their baby or their babysitters or their housekeepers or whoever it is are like literally part of the, like they, that's like oh. their third parent you walk yeah. around new york city and in midday if you're a freelancer like me oh, yeah. you walk around mid and there's all these women of color pushing these white upper west side I upper know. east side babies then, around I mean, you can see it here in la yeah. it's yeah. just spanish it's, instead mostly yeah it's, you're right yeah. Yeah. Yes, and I mean they're literally like it's so. It's something weird that's to, still happening, and to on, be like, oh, we're it's weird to like that. It doesn't make white women more <laughs> like less racist or more empathetic, or like you know, like well, that they also, still. You also don't want to imply that the people who hire you know those women, primarily women, to do those jobs, are doing it with racist or ignorant motives because and and like you can't no but they are just not they're just I don't uh, yeah it goes, just I, it's just a weird system it it's is. like when really weird I and do, not great when um I do it sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no, it's okay. um, I uh I when comedy doesn't pay the bills 12 months out of the year I work at a hospital <laughs> and uh and um a very prestigious hospital I'll just yeah. say that and uh I remember someone came in in like a babysitter that was um injured 
and she didn't have insurance because she's technically undocumented. And the uh, when I went to like do the screening for financial assistance, they said no. The um, and this didn't happen on the clock. And technically, the 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 employer had no. They didn't have to do anything because yeah. technically it wasn't like a paid employee through a, any legal means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, "Oh no, no, just send me the bills. I'll take care of it." Yeah, it's like a fifty thousand dollar bill. So it can go. You know, I I mean, it's not that. Yeah, it's, all, it's, I, it's I'm such obviously, a weird like, relationship. It, it can be some. Sometimes it, there really are. And it's people so much can, bigger yeah. than just sort of one person hiring another mm-hmm. person. It's yeah. a part of sort of like we live in a society where over the course of many years, people of color have been forced to be lower in socioeconomic right. means and so and these are often a lot of like available jobs exactly. to them. like it's just like yeah it's, it's a, just it's like a, it's really a, it's strange it's a fucked up system that yeah yeah what do you do i don't know and it's like a very and obviously they it's they can't get to it in 23 minutes but it is like it is it does open like a very interesting and that wasn't even part of the episode really no yeah. it just yeah. opens well it it is inherently because it opens like a very interesting conversation about these black women who are raised who raised yeah. essentially even during slavery raised these white children yeah. and then it, yeah. it, the tradition continues and that's like yeah. literally there is just just like a lot of activists who are like women of color are literally raising your kids yeah yeah so it's like yeah it's it's oh, Oh, man, Golden Girls, you got us again with another I know. Yeah. socially again. Uh, relevant episode yeah. that without even in the 90s is still relevant 20 years even later. Trying, without even trying to be socially relevant. I know. They're and they're, and they, with they're, them like evading the issue. It still goes on today. You know yeah. what I mean? God damn it, Golden Girls. <laughs> I feel like this whole episode, like our, our discussion about so much of this episode was sort of a big golden takeaway. So yeah. I feel like we don't yeah. even need to do a golden takeaway today because... Yeah. Yeah. This was we we talked about a lot of stuff and uh yeah. well, I do I can I can sum up what my golden takeaway would be in one sentence In one sentence. What All right, it? one sentence. Here we go guys. Fuck the patriarchy, <laughs> comma. Fuck monogamy, comma. Fuck racism/ignorance. Nice. Period. What Period. an intersectional yeah. thank you. takeaway. Thank you. I think you said it best. I, I, I don't think yeah. anybody needs to a add lot to of that. commas, a lot of commas, a lot of commas. <laughs> The next episode we will be watching is Feelings, where Dorothy receives threats after uh, failing a football star, and Rose has has to deal with her dentist. It's a very uncomfortable episode. Oof. It's it's another socially like very aware yeah. episode, Ooh. but it's not special. No, well, no. Not I mean like, every episode of the show yes, is a special. It's true. But it's, not like, it's not like this week on the Golden Girls. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, guys, thanks so much Thank for doing so much this. For being Thank you. Today. This was so where, much fun. Where can people follow you guys on the interwebs? Uh, yeah, at Gabby Dunn, G A B Y D U N N. And also, I have a book available for pre order. It's called I Hate Everyone But yes. You. You can get it on Amazon or at um, GabbyandAllison.com, which has also our tour dates. Yeah. So go and look at our tour and get our book, pre order it. Listen to your podcast. Bad and listen to my podcast, yeah. Bad With Money. It's, it's so on good. a little hiatus. I'm but on seasons it. one and two are available. And H. Allen's in an episode yeah. of season two. Too. Just listen to that episode. And I'm referenced as the guy she's seeing <laughs> okay. several times. That, uh, I, that's just because of the timing, but I can't I not rub it in. Uh, at Eli Olsberg, yes. um, I also have a monthly show, if you live in Los Angeles, at The Pleasure Chest called oh. Performance Anxiety. Oh, I've heard of this show, yeah. actually. And we just had our six-year anniversary. Congratulations. So, thank you, guys. Nice. And Gabby, congrats and on the book. Thanks. thanks. Yeah. That's going to come out in and September. Yeah, and that's probably also the best place just when I post t- tour dates or anything, if that happens soon. Great. Great. Awesome. And I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. Uh, and I'm Squid Eat Squid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram. 
And uh, guys, this has been another episode of Out on the Lanai. Yeah, and if you want to donate to the podcast, you can go to outonthelanai.com slash donate, and you can give a one-time donation, or you can set up a monthly donation with Patreon. And we appreciate all the support you guys have been giving us. Support it's so them, great. you guys. Yeah, we really, really do appreciate it. Independent creators need support. And Patreon is very important. We are independent. (laughs) Yeah. You can also uh, follow the podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. On Twitter, we are at Golden Girls Pod. And if you can't make a donation but you want to support the podcast, you can go to iTunes, leave us a nice uh, review and a five star rating and all that good jazz. And guys. Wait. Do you guys remember at the beginning when you opened with a song? Yeah. In regards to you saying you're independent, I'll close with the mics we're using. You bought it. This is, see, I cannot fucking take, what am I supposed to do with that? This is white straight men are lying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. White straight men have taken Mariah Carey back, have taken Destiny's uh, Child back. Well, yeah, because you're living in the 90s. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so should we, should, we, should we all collectively tell everyone the message from every episode? Mm-hmm. Guys. You don't even know it, Eli. You don't know it, but we do. Just go along. You'll get it okay. after the first word. All right. Guys, remember, you are always. Not a, sorry. Stay, stay golden. golden. <laughs> <laughs> I love my-